Welcome back to Watch the Ticker. Hope everyone has been living the dream and staying busy. I know Zach and I have been uh, doing a bunch of stuff. So, Zach, tell me what's going on with you, buddy. Oh, man, you know you know how our workflow is. Travel, as always. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. Had the – drove, I think, 1,600 miles this week. Oh, so, yeah. How was that? That was – it was good. I mean, it it definitely – it was a lot of time in the car. So, it, the periods where people were calling me and asking questions made the time fly by a lot quicker. But uh, – there was like a four-hour period where no one called me, and that was, unca- for one, uncharacteristic that either of us go that long without a phone call, and two, just, just so dry. That drive from Springfield, Missouri to Wichita, Kansas is, yeah, it's not the best, but we're back. Hey, so we are. That's all back. that matters, right? It is. Audiobooks in the future is what I recommend for you. That's what I have. I've been listening a lot to... Uh, you ever heard of Gillian Flynn? No. All right. So she's a author who does kind of mystery stuff. She okay. wrote Gone Girl. Oh, um, I actually have that queued in my Libby um, app. Totally is that like to. Audible? Yes. Kinda? Yeah. If you guys don't already, download Libby and get a library card from any of your local places. And it's just like Audible, except it's free. It's whatever books the library has on audiobook. You can listen to. Of course, I mean, you have to like wait. Like, I'm trying to get, um, oh, it's one of the Navy SEALs. Um, I'm drawing a mad blank on his name. But, anyways, he wrote a book and it's like about business. And I think I've been on the, the hold list for six months now. So, oh, sometimes, yeah, if it's like a really big book, you got to wait. But I have Gone Girl queued up on mine. I was going to listen to. That's interesting. I just had him on Audible, but I was listening to uh, Dark Places by her. Okay. It's, it's pretty messed up, but. It's really good. Okay, I have to listen to it. Yeah, I'm trying to get more into to fiction books. I, all I listen to is the, the self help yeah. business books, history true story. books, true story. Yeah. yeah, but like I listened to the Elon Musk one. I think we were talking about it not too long yeah. ago. It was you said that was really cool. It was killer. He's a you know, and it's funny we can mention this here. Tesla, I've always been against buying their stock, right? And I told you this time and time again. You don't like companies that don't turn a profit. I don't. But listening to his book. He did the same shit with um, PayPal and everything. So he essentially tanks it down. And he and he is apparently throughout his book, he he's one of the only people in Silicon Valley that takes all essentially all his earnings, right? So he sold PayPal. I'm just gonna use whole numbers because I forget the exact ones, it's like twenty some million, but he only kept two million for himself, spent one million on um, just stupid stuff, right? Right. And the rest of the money he put into um, all these other companies like SpaceX and shit. And apparently he's one of the only guys in um, the Silicon Valley that does that. And there are a lot of business people talking to him in his book about that, saying how that's very risky and very crazy. So When eBay picked up PayPal, the deal was valued at $1.5 billion. Okay. Well, there. I mean, he's not the only one in that. They had to split everything up. Oh, yeah, no. He's definitely not, but... That but, was a big ass deal still. No, it was huge. It was huge, but yeah. I mean, I still wouldn't buy Tesla. You couldn't pay me enough money to go buy them. But it was just a weird thing to listen I couldn't to his give book. you those shares for free and you wouldn't take them. I mean, yeah, if you gave them to me, I would take anything cuz my money's not <laughs> tied up, but you couldn't say, "Hey, I'll give you 10% on what you're putting in there." Yeah. But at the end of the year, you have to sell whatever you got cuz I don't I believe that it would drop more than 10% in a year. It, we'll we'll if see. You know what I'm saying. They turned a profit for the first time last quarter. Hey. You know, good luck to them, man. Q3, first quarter in company history, they turned a profit. 
Yeah, I, I like the company. So. I think the cars are badass. It's just one of those things. The cars are badass. We'll have a whole nother debate, though. I still yeah. don't think electric is the future. No, I'm with you. So I like where it's going, though, but we'll talk about that in a different episode. We'll yeah. go into Tesla. So today, for you guys, uh, we're going to talk about, I mean, really two blue chips. Yeah, big companies. Uh, yeah, these aren't our small little top risers, top fallers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, these are big blue chip companies. Um, obviously, you've heard them. If you haven't, get out from under a rock. Uh, it's Microsoft and Amazon. Yes. So we've got some interesting conversation coming your way on that. Uh, but what have, what I, before we hop into that, what did you get up to this week? I feel like I didn't get to talk to you at all. No, yeah, man, it was crazy. I was up in uh, North and South Dakota. It was mm-hmm. really cold. Um, Snow? But, no, not yet. There, I mean, there was one place that I traveled on the east side of North Dakota where it was snowing, but whenever I went back to my hotel, which was like an hour and a half west of it, it was very not snowy. Gotcha. It was very nice. Well, that but, is the opposite of having snow is very not snowy right right yeah. That, you know it. yeah it is what it is but no it's it's gonna it'll, it'll start snowing here soon then it'll be negative 55 degrees like it was last year right but it's so all good up in the uh, up in god's country as they say <laughs> it's a it's beautiful up there it's regardless awesome. of how cold it is no, um gorgeous. all right so let's hop into it a little bit you want to talk about amazon a lot mm-hmm. um so I, I guess let's steer this in cause since you and i didn't do much prep conversation like we normally do before this yeah we're just kind of going into this very dry right to be honest with you so i'm curious as to i have my reasons for wanting to talk about microsoft let's hear why you want to talk about amazon and i think yeah i mean amazon's kind of the the big company now right they're the company that whenever you watch these fictional sci-fi movies they're the ones that are taking over the world yeah skynet right you know what i'm saying or if you ever watched uh was it irobot um about the guy that was a computer programmer security guy i've heard that was really good it was super good but it's like the same theory it's a credit card company that takes over essentially the world like they had they control everything and amazon's kind of on that road right they're doing a lot of different things i know they're testing out i was able to see whenever i was back home in ohio they're doing rural delivery so if you order same day delivery someone will literally drive out to these rural areas it's away from everything i mean we're like 40 minutes away from a big city They'll drive all the way out there to drop off a single package and leave. They're also doing drones now in Kansas City. You can go and look at those. They'll do um, drone drop-offs same day. They even have their brick-and-mortar shops where you can go pick up stuff if you want it that day, and they have it in stock there. I can't wait for the first news story of, like, drone crashes through ladies' window while delivering package. It, you know, it's going to be something. It'll be something like that, or it'll be like an airplane. I think it's going to be like a drone flies through propeller of airplane. I don't want that to happen, but I think that's, I mean, the government put really high restrictions on people that can fly drones now, so I would assume it'd be something a little bit dangerous. But I think they're they're just, they're reinventing the will completely. They're changing transportation. They're changing how things are shipped. I mean, when you look at them, it's like, yeah, they might be four days late, but I have yet to ever have something where they haven't delivered it. They've always delivered it. I've right? had I've had three instances where I didn't get things delivered. Really? Yeah. Okay. Was it shipped and fulfilled by Amazon, or was it shipped from another party? That's the thing. So two of the times it was shipped and fulfilled by okay. another party. Okay. One of the times it was shipped and fulfilled, or it was shipped by Amazon, but it wasn't fulfilled by them. Okay. I'm pretty sure. 
but yeah. they refunded like I was no say, questions they asked. Immediately? Refunded me the one time, so I ordered a big case of Bang. Okay. Off Amazon. Twenty four pack. Yeah, twenty four. In case pack. you guys don't know, we both love Bangs. They're oh, like God. the drink of the future. I Monster and Red many. Bull has nothing on Bang. I can't wait for them to come out in five years and say how dangerous those things are. And now I've consumed eighty gallons worth. Three hundred milligrams of caffeine. Enough. Beta-alamine to really make your face just fall off, just itchy. I don't feel it. I don't know how you don't. It's it's bad. He mixes them too, which is even worse. Yeah, I do do that. Um, but anyway, digress. Uh, the one time I did order a twenty-four pack of those that didn't show up, mm-hmm. they refunded me. It wound up showing up, and I like they sent up a follow-up thing. I said it eventually got here, and they're like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, just whatever. Keep the money. And that story is common. One of my buddies back in college ordered a PS4 right when it came out. And he ordered just a basic PS4, but they shipped him a PS4, and I had Batman, and I had Call of Duty with it. So he messaged me. He said, hey, you shipped the wrong thing to me. Do I just ship this back to you? And they're like, well, we can either give you a refund, or you can just keep it. So it's like, I think they just face up. Like A lot of companies don't just face up to this fact, right? right? And I think that's why people like their customer service is because what you just said there. And for me, I haven't had an issue yet. But whenever it comes to USPS, FedEx, I can't even tell you the times I've shipped something out of this place that we live at now. Like, for example, I sent my mom a birthday gift, right? I used US um, or UPS. No, yeah, yeah, USPS. Sorry. United States Postal Service. And for those of you that don't know. It took a month and a half to get to her. It's brutal. And it was because it was like one cent off and I paid for it there. Like, that's what I don't understand, right? It's like you could have caught that. So, I, I don't know. They're literally changing the game for me when it comes to that. And I'm, not, I'm trying to take it out of the the you know, retrospect of it is an online store. It's the biggest thing there, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying mm-hmm. to hit on these key points why I think it's going to continue to excel because it's already taken over the marketplace. Right. I mean, so what, what's the stock price right now? It's currently at 1785.88. Jesus. So it's pricey, man. It is. It's pricey, but whenever you look at um, like history and books on financial analysis and stuff like this, this is something that in terms might be considered a 10 banger. So... Pretty much what that means is whenever it gets to a certain stock price, it's too expensive for a consumer to purchase, they'll split it. They'll yep. break it off. I was about to say, at what point is that finally going to happen? And right. And something like this, this is where they would call essentially a 10 banger. So, was, you know, we're going to whole numbers here. If it hits $2,000, they can't break it in half because that'd be a grand. That's still pretty pricey. They'll probably break it in increments of four up to 10. So they break yeah. it off in different, essentially that one share breaks off into multiple shares. That's kind of why I like them because they're, I mean, they're going to continue to grow. They're not, I mean, they're the biggest. Well, you just wait till it splits then take maybe two of the shares if you want to reallocate. Exactly. So I think right now it is very pricey and we're about to start talking about Microsoft. So for me to purchase this, it's kind of tough just because it's so expensive and you can tie up your cash somewhere else to, right. to get the point across and making money. But this is something that I think everyone should keep their eyes on because once it does split, I think that's that's when it's going to start booming. Or you could you could hedge it, you could buy now, and hope it splits here shortly, and then you have those same splits that just broke off gain momentum just like this did, and then you've quadrupled your earnings off of one price. Yeah, I like it. So the only thing that stresses me out with them right now is a little bit on the humanitarian side. Mm-hmm. I kind of hate some of the stuff that they're doing is a company just on how they treat their people in their warehouses. They I'm do. Not, they treat them like shit. It's terrible. 
Like, did, did you see the story about that guy who had a heart attack and like mm, people wa- walked around a dead body for like an hour? Really? Before they could get someone in there to get him up and get him out of there. Where was this at? Oh, gosh, I forget. I saw it on the news. It was Jeez. terrible. But like there's stuff like that. Um, John Oliver actually did a really interesting segment talking about Amazon's fulfillment centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he they got statements from a bunch of people that have worked in those areas and they're they don't even have enough time to go to the bathroom. Like there, there was a pregnant woman talking about how like you're just expected to go, go, go. And she's like, I couldn't move fast enough to get from point A to point B. Like, and I couldn't move. She goes, I couldn't move fast enough. The word warehouse was so big to where I could walk to the bathroom, use the restroom. Like, it, this is something so basic too. Like mm-hmm. using the restroom that shouldn't be something that you have to talk about. Um, but she's like, I didn't have enough time to even get down there, use the restroom before I was getting a message saying you need to get back to work. Like the the insane. It's so cool having this same day delivery and everything, but they they need to sort this out because they are on the verge of a of a PR disaster or a lawsuit or a law. I mean, I would not be surprised if they get sued. With I think that would next. be the big thing that's going to happen. I mean, based off of what you're saying, I haven't I have not listened to that, but it's going to essentially turn into the same thing Johnson Johnson's going through. I, where they're going to get a bunch of lawsuits hitting them. Right. I. I I was about to say I wouldn't be surprised if they get nailed by lawsuits here in the next couple of years. And that'll be something that we'll have to keep on the the back burner because I mean that's going to drive their stock prices down. I don't want to use use that. There was always a phrase that was essentially said when there's blood in the streets by real estate, and it was <laughs> back in the day. And I don't want to hit on a very dark subject like that. But at the same time, when there's whenever, blood in the streets by real estate, like yeah, that, that came from, um, if I'm not mistaken, that would have been back in World War One or two. So, but essentially what it, what it says is whenever there's a disaster like that, that's whenever it's a time to buy. I don't want to make that a big thing, but if lawsuits do hit Amazon, it's going to be something again, just like J and J is going through right now. If right. you want a good time to buy J and J here in the next few months is going to be a good time to buy J&J whenever they get their final lawsuit and they're showing very bad earnings. They're showing all this loss. But again, it's a it's a blue chip. It's it's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. It it at the end of the day whether they get sued or not, unless this lawsuit comes through and it's in the billions mm-hmm. for settlements. And it, something like that would would end up being a, a few billion. It wouldn't be right. just a few million type of type. But of situation. but that's what I'm saying. It would it would have to be a lawsuit that got climbed into the billions for me to say or confidently say you're going to see a drastic drop in their stock price. Mm-hmm. Anything short of that, I they'll just eat and move on. Yeah, they're one of the wealthiest companies in the world. I was going to say at the same time you're not going to see a drastic, right. A drastic one. When I said drastic, I was referring to you know six or seven percent, but on a stock that's almost two two k, six seven percent. That's a lot of cash that's dropping on that. So there, that's, there, that's what I'm meaning by that. There is an article uh, called uh, "I worked at an Amazon fulfillment center. They treat their workers like robots." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was put out by Time Magazine. It's a really interesting read, so I highly recommend if you're listening to this and you want to learn a little bit more about how their employees are treated and you want somewhere to start your deep dive on it because I went down the rabbit hole 
um, start with his article. It's very interesting. It is written by Emily. Oh gosh, uh, Gun- Emily G. Um, so it was <laughs> back outstanding in, back in July. I don't want to just completely butcher that last name. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting. It's got a little uh, um, video in there too. If you're too la- lazy to read the article, so perfect. Yeah, it's perfect for everyone. Uh, let's let's talk about Microsoft a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, a lot of the news that I've seen around Microsoft is pretty. I I, I I'm gonna say it's leaning negative, because a lot of their products aren't doing as well as they thought they would be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, if if you don't know, if you're still a Windows Seven user, Windows Seven will be axed at the start of the next year. So, I don't know if anybody listening to this still uses Win- Windows 7, but they will be killing it, which means all your security is going away. So, just switch over to Linux. Something. I'm just kidding. That, that's a choice. Please, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, but there are a few things that they've had that have been failing. Uh, Slack, they have a messaging service, essentially. It's really built around corporate messaging. Um, that's being killed or it looks like it's going to be killed by Microsoft here because it's just failing. They can't turn anything on it. It's not successful. Um, it's it's just not doing well. Uh, there was a article released by Circuit Breaker uh, on The Verge, and it was talking about Microsoft bet against Intel with its new surfaces, and it lost uh, their surfaces. They're good, but they're overpriced. And I think you can testify. I think we talked about this a while ago when you're looking at the Surface Pros. They're remarkably overpriced for what they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of those, that content, that product isn't doing well for them. And it's kind of struggling. Now, the fact that they are the world's largest operating system and the most dominant operating system in the world, obviously that's going to keep them in a very, very good standing but people are worried about growth for the stock based off these instances. I'm going to counter. There's an article that was talking about how Microsoft is using their AI to diagnose cervical cancer faster in India. So essentially their artificial intelligence is able to identify specific strains, types, locations, etc., of cervical cancer within the human body and then get it diagnosed at a more rapid pace. So you can catch it earlier in its life cycle, so you can start treatment faster, so someone has a higher percent chance of it not killing them. Obviously, an outstanding innovation. That is where I think their stock price will be driven up, is those kind of advancements. So if they can keep, their artificial intelligence can keep getting better, they can keep making these advancements in the me- on the medical side of things and on the humanitarian side of things. That'll drive their stock price. And so that's where m- some of my confidence with them is coming from is not their – I could give a shit about the Surface tablet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does not matter to me. Right. Slack, who cares? Innovations like this where they're able to – and we've all seen the commercials – the Microsoft commercials where they're talking about innovation. Oh, we can map out these old ancient ruins in hours instead of years, you know, using Microsoft's cloud technology, blah, blah, blah. 
it's stuff like this that the more it happens, the more it's utilized in the news and the more prevalent they become as the, I don't want to say foolproof method for detecting cancer. Obviously there's neither of us are doctors, but there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I'm not that smart. Right. Um, so if they can be the front runner and sort of the leader in this early detection, this early onset stuff, this is something I could absolutely see bumping their stock price because then you are looking at not just a technology company, but you're looking at like a biomedical company. So I, I'm very curious to see where it goes. I don't know what your opinion is on it. Um, it regardless, I do like their stock. I see it trending forward or trending up in the future here. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see them taking any substantial hits anytime soon, but this is something that I think could, you could see a little bump from it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm torn in a little, I I understand what you're saying and I think long-term that's good information. Right. Whenever I was looking just briefly at their one year, five year and max, I didn't see a whole lot of coffee cups, which usually means, for you guys, it's whenever a stock price spikes up, then dips down, then it goes back up, then it dips down to make essentially what looks like a coffee cup. And they essentially, they pretty much go straight up. And whenever I look at their stock, it, it kind of looks like an ETF, which is very weird for a, for a basic stock, right? I think it's the fact that their operating system is so widely used around the world. Mm-hmm. You've got to think about say it. That. You know, it as popular as Apple is in the United States, it's the same thing with cell phones. Right. Apple's popular here in the United States, but it is by no means the front runner worldwide. No. And Microsoft has dominated that global market for operating systems. So I think that's where you see that sort of... It literally looks like an ETF. Right. That linear trajectory just heading up because there's really nothing to compete against them. And that's where we've heard all the news about them being a monopoly and, oh, well, the EU is going to sue Microsoft for X, Y, Z. But they can't because there's no grounds to do it. That's why that stock price, in my opinion, yeah, continues but, to just go up. And here's the other thing with that, because this is why I like them. And by the way, this would be a buy for me 100%. And if yeah. I was in the situation, that's why we want to put Amazon and Microsoft together. I would buy Microsoft over Amazon first just because you can get more shares of it and it already has a decent amount of gain. And like I said, it's gonna it kind of looks like an ETF. It's just going to keep on going up. But the big thing with Microsoft is, first off, their corporate sales accounts. Not many companies use MacBooks. And when you if you're realistic, you always see the argument, Apple over Microsoft. When you actually break it down, it's usually some type of Windows PC operating system that has that over iOS. But even when it's an Apple computer, there's still Microsoft software on it. But there's still that you still have Word, you still have all the office properties sitting. Right, but that's then that's what I'm saying. I think Microsoft's corporate accounts is their saving grace when it comes to addressing their actual software. The other big thing is when you look at history, Microsoft has a history of just releasing products. They don't put it in R and D for as long as companies like Apple, right? So what I mean by that is Microsoft wants to get the new technology out yesterday. If they come up with an idea that they can implement on their laptops, on a cell phone, whatever it is, boom, let's release it right now. We don't care if there's bugs, we can send an update. The reason why Apple is so successful with what they do is they'll take that like face facial recognition that's on their new iPhone, right? They'll take it and they'll sit on it for about five years to make sure it's perfect. 
and right. then they release it. It's Microsoft, like, on the other hand, if they saw that, they'd be like, release it tomorrow. You know, you have touch IDs on our iPads, or not on our iPads, on our laptops that we use. It's powered by the Microsoft operating system. Yep. When you look back in history on the ThinkPad, boom, that was released immediately. There was no, ah, eh, we need to we need to play with this for a few for a few years. Nope, they're like, no, it works it's good. It's kind of like look at car companies. It's the same like way. Nissan pumps stuff out quickly. Mazda pumps stuff out quickly, but sometimes it's buggy when it hits the market. Then right. Companies like like Toyota's a li- way more conservative. Ford's kind of conservative on some of the stuff they do, unless mm-hmm. it's the trucks, and then they just Very throw everything aggressive. at the wall. But yeah, no, it's same same concept, same theory. And I think the big saving grace again for them is we're in such a tech driven industry world right now. People love technology that they're okay with that. And that's why they're big, so popular and big overseas is people are like, well, Microsoft 10 has things that iOS will never have for a while or Linux hasn't even thought of having yet. And it's just because they release it. They're like, it, ah, screw it. We can do an update tomorrow morning. No it's thing. also just remarkably less expensive too to oh, yeah. supply. Like You're talking about corporate accounts. Supplying your office with a bunch of Windows PCs versus supplying it with a bunch of MacBooks be completely cheaper. Yeah. So I think that's their saving grace and that's why they're doing so well and why I would definitely put money into it. And the other thing is we have a lot of software that wouldn't work on iOS. Yeah, that's true. We do have a lot of software that wouldn't work on iOS. And we're a very analytical company. That's what we do. So to think we're two of 70, 80,000 people that use it, at no point will we, will we be able to switch over to Apple. Oh, let's be honest too. A strong majority of the companies that use Apple products as their primary drivers are media companies, creative exactly. companies. Or tech companies that can do programming. I mean, they, right. Apple's really good at programming. And I don't want to keep on bringing Apple into it, but that's their big competition right now, right? Right. And that's the thing. If you're destroying your competition in big corporate accounts like this, yeah, let Apple have the consumers. That's cool. The service, in my opinion, was way too expensive for someone like me. That makes no sense because at that price, I would buy a MacBook. Or I buy an iPad. I could get all three for the price of the Surface Pro that you saw me look at. So it's like, yeah, consumer-wise, not there. But the big kicker with them is, okay, well, those 10,000 consumers that don't want that get made up by one corporate company that buys 400,000 laptops from us. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's that's their big saving grace. That's why I like them. They're, I mean, they've dominated that industry. And the fact that what you mentioned there with what they're doing in India, India, that's good for the future. And mm-hmm. I think that's that just shows where that company, they understand that to be a tech company, you have to be thinking outside the box. You can't be thinking on one product. So they're always continuing to grow. Exactly. I like um, them. They're a buy for me. Yeah, for if you. I was in that situation where I was thinking between Amazon, you know, or essentially spending two grand, I would look at buying a bunch of shares of um, Microsoft. Microsoft. That's where I put my money. But other than that, we're pretty much wrapping this up with you guys. Um, So both of them are buys. We would probably lean towards Microsoft with this type of funding. Um, And then just to give you guys a quick update, we're still wanting to do the $5,000 challenge where we grow a $5,000 portfolio. We're holding off on it just because we are, I I don't want to say skeptical, but we're just wanting to make sure we come in at the right time so we can show you guys the best. So probably look around January when we'll start releasing those episodes. Yeah. That way everyone can be on the same page and we can kind of start exactly on a fresh slate and we can go piece by piece. And it'd be more fun for us, frankly, to go quarter one to 
quarter four on it. Right. It's easier just to break it up that way. And for me, I think the stock's going to dip come December and then be low because that's usually when earnings are already released. People are showing a loss. So January Christmas blues. Yeah, it's a great, great time to get into it. So that's kind of why we're holding it off just because we're so close and we're like, ah, we want to make sure our listeners are able to profit as much as possible. So that's when we'll be coming in and we'll be releasing it probably that first week of January. So other than that take care keep living the dream keep making money is there anything else you want to say zach no no uh follow make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts at watch the ticker podcast Mm -hmm. um yeah and we'll see you guys next episode perfect see you next episode see you